0: and welcome to another episode of Amy Talks where I'm going to be discussing cyberbullying and online abuse, something that UK members of parliament know more about than others. I'm going to be discussing some of the vile tweets that get sent and why cyberbullying is never okay. (music) On the complete opposite of that topic, here's today's good news story. And it's from our good friends at the Good News Network, as always. And it's the headline is, after saving money for two years, teen guests finally surprised his friend with new electric wheelchair. Rather than spending his hard-earned cash on game systems or goodies, this teenager has been saving up for money for the last two years so he could buy his new friend an electric wheelchair. So these uh, two boys have been friends for years. Both of them go to the same high school in uh, Norman in Arkansas. Brandon has had a harder time getting through the hallways since he's disabled and uses a push wheelchair to get from class to class. And he says his arms start to hurt after using it for extended periods of time. And his friend Tanner Wilson has spent the last two years kind of secretly stashing away all of his kind of money and and paychecks from his part time job to buy Brandon a new electric wheelchair, which was just amazing it's really kind of shows the generosity of humankind and what being good friends means and and having someone there that, that kind of looks out for you and makes sure that you uh have everything you need and and more bless him brandon who got the wheelchair said he could barely contain his emotions i'm not surprised his mum uh colleen says that the boys have been happy to read all the messages of praise they have received from social media uh, since their story was shared by national news outlets so obviously this act of generosity has kind of gone not viral but kind of been shared lots of times and people are um, kind of praising him for looking out for his friend. It says his mum said that Tanner has had some bad experiences over the last year so him being able to help somebody else has really brought him out. Being able to know that he made a difference and I could see a difference in him like wanting to get out and do more particularly like with things like um, college and going to uh, study further. He said he's had that goal, but he's talking about it more now. There's also, I think a video on here from the news, uh, which is on the Good News Network page. I will share it across social media and also in the description of this episode. So you can go and read all about it because I think it's really a really cute story. So within the main discussion today I just thought I'd just like to mention as a kind of starter to this sort of debate that I have trigger warnings of rape and death and kind of suicide and things so if you're ever triggered by any of that please don't don't listen to this episode go and listen to another one. Yeah. So I hardly ever mention politics on this show. I had a completely separate show for that which many of you may know but I decided to have kind of make a sort of-ish exception by discussing MPs' disgusting and frankly vile abuse they get on social media. But I felt compelled to discuss this as I saw a documentary by ITV's exposure team on kind of addressing exactly that, some of the tweets and, and abuse that MPs like Anna Soubry and Nikki Morgan and people like that get because they they don't support Brexit so it just it just documents some of the the disgusting things that people have said to them on twitter as as i kind of mentioned there are horrible people out there who want to tweet MPs things like nooses with them saying oh you need to be hanged or we we would bring back capital punishment just so you could die and please like, go and kill yourself and stuff really really awful stuff and it's it's kind of, it's particularly female MPs get the most sexist abuse about kind of being raped and, and killed. And they also mention uh, the uh, MP, Joe Cox, who was killed at a constituency meeting in June 2016 by a far-right sort of extremist. Uh, so the tweet, some of the tweets say that the people who are kind of being abused in those tweets will sort of have another joke. I remember one being on the programme saying, we don't want another Joe Cox, but... Dot, dot dot and I thought that's so horrible like, how how, in your mind could you have the conscience to say that I honestly it's just just disgusting no, I don't get how people can a get away with it and b think, think it's acceptable just because it's online you wouldn't go and say that to somebody's face like for example in that program Anna Subri, one of the MPs that was tar- it's is targeted most you know nearly almost every day she um she invited the people who sent her um abusive messages to come and meet up with her and they never did and that's because they're too cowardly to say it to kind of say what they've said to her face they will only ever do it online uh which i think is really kind of cowardly and definitely uh, need tackling by social media companies, particularly as kind of cyberbullying and, and kind of these trolls are it more prevalent than, than they used to be. Uh, so MPs in the British Parliament have offices, have constituency offices and they make appearances on TV. So if they know if somebody who wants to do harm to an MP would know where they would be or like where their constituency office is or in the Houses of Parliament and things like that. Like as Anna Subri mentioned, she was going on question time and she said some somebody could, could wheel the knife at me outside the studio and there's not you know, like people could turn up and, and try and try and do harm to them. So it's not only the the kind of online aspect but also the real life aspect, the real life security aspect as well. Particularly as there's a a real danger to, to people's their safety. I remember there was one MP, I can't remember her name, but she she's not one of the kind of prominent MPs. Um, not, not to say that she doesn't do any great work, because I'm sure she does, but I just can't remember her name. She has to carry a safety device with her for her own protection, which I think is awful. And she said, yeah, I can't even walk around in my own community anymore without without kind of looking over my shoulder and... And kind of carrying this device with me and she said uh there's an armed response if it's triggered so that must be so terrifying to think that you could be attacked at any minute or someone someone would would want to harm you like that's that's awful thinking about that also it creates such anxiety for not only her but her family because you she must think you know is there going to be Somebody wielding a gun, wanting to kill me, behind the next corner. Not, not, not that she does think that, but she might. Uh, particularly if she's holding a kind of constituency meeting like Joe Cox did, and she she was shot and killed. So um, definitely, security is a massive aspect of it. I'm guessing for them. And I guess the kind of whole premise of this episode is that cyberbullying is never, ever acceptable. It can bring people's self-esteem down and make them feel bad about themselves, like being called lots of names and stuff like that. Also, I don't think many people realise that what is said on the internet has real consequences. So, as I just mentioned, people have concerns with their safety. Also, I think the onus is now on social media companies to not only unmask these anonymous people, like like in this the Exposure documentary, they tried to understand the identities of the people who were sending these vile tweets and they weren't actually like real accounts they were from well some of them anyway were from a kind of business I guess running campaigns for things like vote leave and there was like a place in Russia where people were like troll factory as as the presenter called it and people were deliberately targeted and, and you know, thrown tweets out such as the ones I've mentioned and they really shouldn't be able to get away with that. Like, I saw a tweet earlier from someone saying age verification should be be mandatory on, uh, sorry, name and address verification should be mandatory on social media platforms and I completely agree because, like, if you register with a betting site, for example, I've never done it but I do know that you have to provide a copy of a driving license or a passport, some kind of ID, to show that a you are who you say you are, b you're of the right age to use use a, a betting platform. I mean, you have to be over what is it, thirteen to use which or something, 16 I don't know. You have to be over a certain age anyway. So I definitely think it would be useful to get verification on that and also it seems like it would be quite a viable solution because then you can check who people are rather than them just faking creating fake accounts and just not being verified in any way and sending these horrible horrible abhorrent things to to different people I mean social media anxiety is now sort of a a recognized thing as I mentioned in an earlier episode of this show um and no wonder really I mean it's it's a very anxiety-inducing platform, particularly for those who are the subject of abuse, because you never know what people are going to say, or whether they're actually going to be turning up at your door, you know, wanting to cause you harm, which I hope doesn't happen. Really, really hope it doesn't, because, I mean, with MPs, like Anna, Anna Soupy, for example, I know I keep going back to it, but she was a big focus of the of the, this um, documentary, and she said, she said, I don't mind somebody not holding my views, that's fine. And to be honest, I agree with her. Not everyone agrees with me about some things and that's fine. I can deal with that as long as we can have a decent argument about it and then move on, a de- not argument, decent discussion and debate about it maybe. And, you know, MPs are supposed to be engaging with, with not only their constituents but the wider public and all they get is abuse. Yeah, no wonder people are having, being anxious, feeling anxious about going on social media and, and being possibly sent these horrible things. If if it was me getting those vile, horrible, horrible tweets, I would turn off my notifications and to be honest, I would always be looking over my shoulder. I wouldn't be surprised if some of them were. So my final message within this episode is don't bully others online or send death threats as they can have real psychological effects and as I said earlier, they have consequences. Please be nice to others. For example, I sent an email to Anna Subri saying that you really don't deserve the abuse at all. You know, maybe I don't agree with your views, but that's, that's reasonable. I, I would never, ever want to cause you harm and I can't believe that some people would be so disrespectful as to send vile, vile abuse like that, saying that capital punishment should be brought back in just for you. Like, that... it's just... ugh can't wrap my mind around why you would say that i think kind of my final point just be nice to people and also look at that documentary if you haven't uh, seen it already it'll be probably on the itv hub or if you're abroad try and watch it somewhere it's really really interesting and it definitely shows that no one is safe from online abuse even if they are members of parliament That's all for today's episode. If you have anything to add or would like to discuss anything with me, my handle is at AmyTalksPodcast on Twitter and Facebook. You can also follow the show on iTunes, Mixcloud, and also Stitcher. Just search Amy Talk and then whatever platform you um, you would like to follow me on. Until next time, bye.